Preferred Capital Funding presents the Result Podcast, a podcast where trial lawyers share a recent verdict or settlement and discuss how they achieved the result. The Result Podcast is brought to you by Preferred Capital Funding. PCF provides loans to your clients, all while providing the highest level of customer service and continuing to be 100% attorney referral based. If you have a client in need of a loan, please contact me at jason at pcfcash.com. Now let's hear from attorney Sidney McClafferty of Geyser, Bowman and McClafferty in Columbus, Ohio, about how PCF has been able to serve her and her clients. My clients have greatly appreciated having an attorney who has the resources to meet their needs quickly. PCF is a fast and accessible resource for my clients, allowing me to provide solutions to their most urgent concerns, whether that be funding for continuation of health insurance or money to replace a car so they can return to work. It's truly been a lifesaver for some. Today, the Result Podcast is happy to welcome Robert Wagner of Dittmer Wagner and Steel, located in Gahanna, Ohio. Robert practices in numerous areas, but to highlight a few, personal injury, business litigation, class action, consumer disputes, insurance claim disputes, nursing home negligence, and wrongful death. Admitted to the bar in 1998, Roberts had numerous awards, including being named the 2022 Lawyer of the Year in the category of plaintiff personal injury litigation for Columbus, Ohio by Best Lawyers in America. Beyond his well-deserved awards, including Distinguished Service Award and Respected Advocate Award uh, from respectively the Ohio Association for Justice and the Ohio Association of Civil Trial Attorneys, Robert has also been a past president of the Central Ohio Association for Justice and is currently the immediate past president of the Ohio Association for Justice. With that, Robert, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jason. Happy to be here. Uh, As we do with every episode, let's begin at the end. What was the monetary result of the case we will be discussing today? It was a recovery for a total of $200,000. Walk us through the details of the case. Well, here's the case. Um, The case itself is fairly common to most lawyers who handle personal injury cases. Um, The manner or way that we got to this money is not so common, which is why I think it's a worthwhile case to discuss with everyone. The case itself is a motor vehicle crash, a two vehicle crash at an intersection, and there was an initial dispute over who had the green or red light. Um, So that part of it was straightforward. Uh, My client was a woman in her early 40s a um, white-collar career professional, well-educated, who suffered as a result of the crash a very serious leg injury, um, a comminuted fracture, which means that the bone, and this was the femur bone, the largest bone in the leg, was actually shattered, not just broken. The significance of that is that she uh, required multiple surgeries and uh, actually emergency surgery um, the day of the crash, and that resulted in very significant medical bills, which is also very relevant here. So what happens is one thing that was kind of different about this case or unusual, at least in my practice experience, is that I got this case the day of the crash. Huh. Uh, literally, um, I got this case, as some lawyers do, I got this case because a friend we had a mutual friend. A friend knew my client's husband. And so the friend contacted me and explained what had happened, explained that um, 
my client, the woman, was already in the hospital, uh, in the emergency room, actually in the trauma department, and had already been taken to surgery. I mentioned emergency surgery. But just as importantly, her husband was at the uh, hospital, as you might imagine, um, with his head spinning. Uh, his first concern, understandably, is that his wife is in the hospital with a very serious injury, and he's not sure what how serious that is. Um, they had young kids. They were. He was worrying about figuring out what to do with the kids. This happened later in the afternoon. They're getting out of school. There are many, many things that are going on and, and spinning through the head of the client's husband. And that's important to the story because as lawyers, we can all relate or we should be relating to the fact that when clients come to us, it's usually, particularly in a personal injury context, it's usually a situation when something bad has happened and their life is somehow upended, here dramatically so. And so we have the husband literally in the hospital. Um, when I get his cell number and call him to see how I might be able to help. Well, that's where this story really kicks in. Because when I call the husband in the hospital, I didn't realize that he was literally standing across the counter from the head of billing of um, Ohio Health. At the time, it was not the head of billing, but it was a uh, employee of the hospital behind the counter with the billing department. And he was the husband immediately asked me um, questions about what am I supposed to do? I need help, you know, all these basic things. And he's kind of in a frantic state, understandably. So my first thing was to calm him down and explain, I'm here to help, okay? However I can help, I'm here to help. But he starts asking me very good questions for not knowing uh, what, what is happening and, and what he should be concerned about. One of those questions was, Bob, I'm being asked to sign documents to have our automobile insurance company pay our bills, okay, to pay the hospital's mm -hmm. bills. Why would that be? Why shouldn't the other driver's insurance be paying for this? Why should our car insurance be paying for this? Um, well, he was asking the right question. Um, of course, I explained to him that the other driver's insurance won't pay for this until the end when we sort this out and they'll pay one time, but that the medical bills actually, we want the health insurance if they have it to pay. He quickly told me they did have health insurance. That is critical to this case. The reason is Ohio is not a, a no-fault state. So in Ohio, People carry automobile insurance coverage like many other states, no fault st states that are not no fault. Um, that that in Ohio, um, many people carry what's called medical payments coverage on their policy. Not everybody, but many. Um, fortunately for my client and his and her husband, they did have medical payments coverage. But like most people who aren't lawyers who do this kind of work. My client and her husband had no idea what medical payments coverage was, and it sure wasn't something he was aware of or focused on in the hospital waiting on his wife in an emergency room uh, being operated on. So the concern here is, is that the hospital has one agenda. They, what they're trying to do is get the husband to sign off and authorize the hospital to bill my client's auto insurance and use their medical payments coverage to pay hopefully as much 100% of the dollar of the bills as possible, as opposed to a smaller percentage of the bill getting paid by their health insurance company. Mm -hmm. Again, 
My clients don't know about that. They shouldn't be expected to know about that. But of course, the hospital and the billing people know about that. And they, there's nothing illegal about the hospital doing this, but they're not explaining what they're doing and why they're doing it. They want more of their bill getting paid rather than less. They know if they bill my clients auto insurance, medical payments, they're likely to get more, not less. Here's why that could be a big problem for my clients. Because if medical payments coverage is exhausted, you know, medical payments coverage is a type of coverage that says that if you're in an accident, no matter whose fault it is, we, meaning your auto insurance company, will pay your bills using the medical payments coverage up to the point of the coverage limit. Um, and then once that limit has been paid out by your auto insurance company, their responsibility to you under the medical payments coverage is done. Mm -hmm. right? It's finished. Um, but, but that's important because if that money gets paid toward an emergency room bill, let alone an important surgery, that medical payments coverage can be gone in a heartbeat within a day or two of treatment, in this case, very quickly. But we need that coverage for the client because even if your health insurance pays or you have some other form of payment, sometimes there are deductibles and co-pays and balances. In my client's case, that's exactly what happened. Their health insurance paid the bills, we made sure of it, but then there were still balances. My client's medical bills totaled almost $200,000 in this case. Here's, I mentioned one of the rare things is that I got this case the day of the incident, and thank goodness, because my speaking with my client's husband the day of the incident, literally while he's in the hospital, speaking across the counter with someone from the hospital's billing department, telling him he needed to sign this document authorizing them to bill the auto insurance, I was able to convince him that's not what he should be doing and it was not in their best interest. So that was a very critical piece of this and it got even to a point of insanity because what happened next, and I could actually hear the woman across the counter on the other side of this phone, um, with my client on his cell phone, or my client's husband on the cell phone. I could hear the woman on the other counter when my client's husband said, no, my attorney, my attorney is telling me that I shouldn't be signing this, this documentation. And I heard the woman say, no, sir, it's the law, you must sign this. <laughs> well, that is inaccurate, Jason, that's not right. Um, now, either the person across the counter is intentionally telling uh, my client's husband this, or more likely, they've been trained to tell um, patients and their significant others this. And again, most people, 99% of the time you can imagine, particularly someone in, in um, the husband's situation in this case, most people when they're in the hospital are there for a reason. And it's not a situation where they're going to have a state of mind where they even want to take the time to go through all this. They assume that the people at the hospital are looking out for them. They assume that if they hire a lawyer, they're also looking out for them. Everybody's working together for the same common good. We know, unfortunately, that's not always the case. The hospital and their billing office has one agenda, get paid as much as possible on the bill. And, and hopefully we're looking out for the client's best interest, which in this case was no, Let's make sure we preserve that medical payments coverage to use to pay the co-pays, deductibles, et cetera, after paying health insurance. So what's the end result here? The end result is because we were able to, to stop 
the hospital from billing medical payments and the automobile insurance, we recovered the liability limit of the at-fault driver, which was $100,000 and nowhere, mm-hmm. clo- nowhere close to the full value of the case. But we also were able to recover what was um, surprisingly a $100,000, an additional $100,000 of coverage in medical payments coverage. That, that's a very high amount for medical payments coverage. That is the second sort of unusual thing about this case. Again, the first being I got it the day of the crash. The second being that my client's medical payments coverage, as I learned a couple of days later, was $100,000. Most medical payments policies provide $5,000, $10,000, maybe $25,000 in coverage. Mm-hmm. Well, $100,000 is a lot of medical payments coverage, and that's terrific. But it made all the difference for my clients because instead of being a hundred thousand dollar recovery from the at fault driver's insurance, um, which ended up happening, and then that hundred thousand dollars of medical payments coverage before they even knew what happened to them, if if they would have allowed their the hospital to bill their auto insurance, that would have paid the hospital, that would have been gone within a matter of a minute. Um, because of the size of the bills, and then they, the clients would have been responsible for balances, co-pays, deductibles after health insurance. They would have been worried about bills going to collections, affecting their credit, et cetera, and a real slippery slope of this going from very bad to very worse. Instead, we were able to preserve those dollars for them, collect the money, have health insurance pay, pay the co-pays and deductibles and any balances using the medical payments, and then have a, a significant chunk of the medical payments left over to recover for the clients. Because the final piece of the puzzle was, I went back to the, to the client's automobile insurance company and got them to agree to waive any subrogation rights, any rights to recover or collect as they normally would have mm-hmm. from the, the settlement from the liability carrier. So instead of $100,000 of recovery, the re- was doubled to $200,000. Um, so in the end, it ended up being a fair, um, you know, you could still argue the value of the case may have been even worth more than 200000 I think that's fair. But it went from being a, a um, potentially horrific result for the client to a, at least a positive result. We got reductions from the health insurer, the payback amounts. So in the end, the clients, while maybe not getting a full recovery, got what I consider, and they did, a fair recovery and a good result. Um, it could have been a disaster. Now, it, it, in this entire process, I mean, there was some, uh, obviously, some wizardry there in getting getting the client to make sure they went the right direction and how they paid their bills. Um, but during this process, did you get any pushback from the insurance carrier or their representatives or the healthcare system, like, was there any, or was this just kind of, you went through, you figured out the numbers and it worked out, or did you get resistance along the way? Well, there's a yeah, good question. So there's always resistance. So um, we did get some resistance, the resistance sort of ending the, the crazy story about uh, the client literally in the hospital and talking to this woman across the counter. Um, I ended up, I actually asked my client to put her on the phone. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I've never done that before in my life and probably will never have that opportunity again. But I said, please put her on the phone. And as as respectfully as I could, I said, look, I'm a lawyer. Um, You know, I hear what you're telling my 
my client. Uh, it's not correct legal advice. Please don't give my client legal advice. Um, here's what we're going to do. You're going to bill, you the hospital will bill my client's health insurance. Um, that's how this is going to go. And that is legally um, the proper course here. And while she um, she gave me resistance, I asked for a manager, a supervisor. I ended up getting a supervisor on the phone. That did not take long to, to have that conversation. They agreed that it was proper to bill health insurance. So there was initial resistance there. There was not resistance with the automobile insurance carrier. My experience with these automobile insurance carriers with the medical payments is that they just want to know who to pay. Um, and that is both scary um, when, when it's the hospital billing the med pay first. That's scary because they're, they're going to pay those bills if that's what it takes. Um, but it's also good because if, if as the lawyer or someone on behalf of the injured client insured, speaks with that auto carrier and instructs them, look, we want you to pay us, the client, ultimately, the money. We're showing you that we can produce 100,000 or more in bills. You pay us the medical payments. So there wasn't much resistance from the auto insurer, and frankly, not much from the health insurer, because the health insurer may, depending on the, the policy language, may require that you show that you've exhausted other forms of insurance recovery. But we could have done that and did that as well because we technically exhausted the medical payments coverage. So not resistance in that way, but it what, what this really stands out for me, Jason, and it's going to be a reminder for me for the rest of my career, this case resolved last year. Um, it actually started early last year and resolved last year, 2021. This will be a reminder for me. I've been practicing law for over 24 years. I'm gonna think about this case with any case I take probably going forward with my career, because many times civil cases, as many of us are familiar with, are lengthy. There's, they take a lot of time from start to finish, months, years. There's a lot of steps through the process. We spend a lot of time as lawyers counseling our clients to prepare them that this is a lengthy process. And as lawyers, we almost become, um, you know, it's, I don't want to say desensitized, but we just get accustomed to plotting along with our strategy and realizing that there are points in this lengthy process where things can really make a difference. Decisions we make as lawyers, things we do, actions we take. Well, what, what this case is a good lesson about and a good reminder for seasoned lawyers is that sometimes, like in this case, sometimes the decisions that are made and the things that are done very early on, in this case, literally immediately, upon taking the case determines, actually determines the outcome, favorably or unfavorably. It's a good reminder. When we take on a case, um, we should be thinking about right away the strategies, the decisions we have to make, and are we, is there something that we need to be doing right away to make sure that we are protecting our client's interests from the get-go, that we don't regret later we passed on or missed out on uh, or put our client in uh, some kind of negative position or lesser position because we didn't act quicker. Let me, uh, let me ask you a different question. How many, uh, just, uh, and I know it's kind of an arbitrary number, just kind of ballpark. How many cases do you have that are uh, auto wreck involved where the client has been has paid their medical bills via med pay like how common oh my gosh is that in the cases you have to come in i'll say very common 
Um, I think most lawyers can relate to this. Um, whatever that percentage is in my case, Jason, it's very common. Now, um, most of the time when I get a case, it's you know, weeks, even months. I get cases referred by other lawyers for litigation. Could be as late as a year or two years. You know, in Ohio, there's a statute of limitation of two years for personal injury cases. I mean, that's not uncommon. It, it takes weeks often for medical payments coverage policies to be exhausted. So usually I'd say it's more common than not that by the time I meet a client for the first time and they come into my office and I start asking them questions about who is paying the bills and how did this go and that go, and usually they'll tell me, well, it's okay. The hospital told me, or you know, this medical facility told me, my auto insurance will take care of it. Or they don't even know that they signed a document of the many that they were asked and that were put in front of them in the hospital to sign. They don't even know that they signed the document. And sometimes, a lot of times, it's remember, it's not even the spouse that's asked to sign the documents like the case that I'm describing. It's the actual patient you know, who's, who's being wheeled to a room, to an emergency room, maybe even a surgical room, who's being, who's being inundated with documents to sign. They don't know what they're signing. And yeah. one or more of those documents are authorizations to bill automobile insurance policies to bill the MedPay. So the medical payments coverage usually, more so than not in my experience, by the time you meet with the client, it's either been uh, utilized, if not totally exhausted. And then when you're explaining and educating the client, you're explaining to them what medical payments is and what it means. By then, what they're also realizing is that coverage is gone. I didn't even know what it was. And now I can't even use it. Well, it also uh, probably is not a higher percentage if you have the billables department telling people that they need to sign it. It's the law. That it's the law. I've heard that and I've heard clients tell me that um, I I literally was a witness and I heard that over the phone. I, it, it, yeah, that's a, that scares me. And so I know it's going on. I know for a fact it is. And so, as I said, this case is one that stands out and will for me throughout my career, because, um, again, while there are some unusual things that went on, got the case the day of medical payments coverage is high. There are a lot of things there that hopefully others, as well as myself, as lawyers, can take away from this. And that is just what I said. You know, on a micro level, it's about knowledge of the laws and insurance coverages and policies and how insurance works, auto and health insurance and the medical provider industry. But on a macro level and a big picture level, it's about being aware, remembering that as a lawyer, we have an enormous can have an enormous impact on the outcome not just at the end, not just throughout, but it may be at the very, very beginning. You know, if you're in a boxing match, I'm not sure it's a great analogy, but if you're in a boxing match, the knockouts don't just happen at the end of the fight. It's rare that a knockout takes place at the beginning, but it can happen. It can be over that quickly. And so we've got to be very cognizant of that and just re remind ourselves as lawyers, as I will virtually every day, thinking about this case, that that, uh, that this is a case of living example that that can happen. Well, Bob, I appreciate uh, you giving us your time today. Is there anything that we missed? No, I don't think so. I think we covered it. Well, again, uh, appreciate you coming on. Appreciate your time. Uh, and thanks for sharing that case with us. Really, really interesting stuff to me. Thanks, Jason. Really appreciate the opportunity. I enjoyed it. <laughs>